0: Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason.
1: And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. And the reason I'm talking like this is because this week's episode is titled Gay Frogs and Crisis Actors. (laughs) The Alex Jones story. (laughs) And um that is where that voice came from. If you were not familiar with Alex Jones, that voice I was just doing is how he presents everything. Yes. It was a pretty decent Alex Jones impression. Not the best ever, but pretty decent. It's not bad. Thank you. That is pretty much what that guy sounds like all the time. It's like Vince McMahon <laughs> but different. It, Vince McMahon's a little bit more gravelly, a little bit more exaggerated. Alex Jones has this like uh, abrupt stop and start way of talking because he feels like it's powerful. So he's like, "This is the thing we're gonna do." He is, also
0: has inexplicable energy. Yeah, well, for it's, being it's, a larger man. Yeah, he
1: is a pretty. He's a he's, he's a larger uh, man.
0: Plump. What he's you usually call that? quite
1: sweaty too. Yeah, he gets very worked up. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was doing the voice here, I was moving my arms, flailing them about because he does that as well. <laughs> He flails his arms about like a Muppet, Mm -hmm. you know, like when when Muppets get excited and their arms just sort of flail. That's what he looks like to me. Bernie Sanders does that too. It's a thing. He does. Bernie, when he gets worked up, his arms get just (laughs) a flailing. It's pretty hilarious. Mm -hmm. But um, this episode isn't about Bernie. This episode is about Alex Jones, who, for the record, this week uh, got subpoenaed by the January 6th committee. Um, So he's kind of in the news right now.
0: That's right. Congress wants to hear from him. Yeah, Congress
1: has has a couple of questions for old Alex Jones. Um, and we thought, what better time, because uh, we've been wanting to do it, what better time than now to do an episode on Alex Jones, just all of it. Just where did he come from? How did he end up here? Who is this crazy guy? What's the chronology of his story? Like, how did this play out? Most people have come in really late to the Alex Jones story, He's been somebody who's been around for a very long time on the internet. Um, He's early, early internet. I remember my first exposure to him being many, 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 many years ago. Mm -hmm. Probably 20 years ago. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people just came into knowing about Alex Jones within the past few years since Trump was elected.
0: Yeah, because he was so closely connected to Trump.
1: Yeah, but there's a much longer history Mm -hmm. that I think people don't know. And we here at the Carolina Snowflakes consider ourselves to be educators of sorts. And uh, this is what we uh, chose to educate you on for the week.
0: So Alex Jones was born in February 1974 in Dallas, Texas.
1: He's a Texas man.
0: His father was a dentist and his mother was a stay-at-home mom. Mm Mm-hmm. In high school he played football and he graduated in 1993 after which he briefly attended Austin Community College but wound up dropping out.
1: He's a pretty big dude. I could see him playing football.
0: Yeah, maybe yeah and he likes to fight.
1: Yeah, and he's just a lot lar- like he's a <laughs> he's a large gentleman.
0: <laughs> yeah, he likes to fight He's scrappy.
1: He is a scrappy. Yeah.
0: Jones's media career began with his working in public access television, mm-hmm. and from there he transitioned to radio.
1: So he started on like just public access, yeah, baby. You know. I bet it was
0: weird, and it was like the early nineties. Uh-huh. So I bet it was, was really weird. I bet it was really
1: bad and weird. <laughs>
0: yeah. In 1996, he wound up hosting a radio show called The Final Edition mm. on KJFK in Austin, Texas. That's a good name. Back when Ron Paul was running for Congress, he was a frequent guest on the show. Oh, yeah. Jones took the show from a standard conservative-leaning program uh-huh. to one in which he routinely ranted about Democrat politicians such as Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah. The show grew in popularity and in 1999 Jones was voted best Austin talk radio host.
1: That's so crazy to think about cuz like now I think of Austin as this like liberal bastion of hippies, but apparently back then it was full of crazy people.
0: And they loved it. Yeah. Despite the popularity Jones was fired from the station mm. later that same year because yeah. he refused to tone down his rants at the request of station management.
1: That's going to set the tone. He will he he will forever refuse to tone down.
0: They were losing advertisers and having a hard time selling to new ones uh-huh. because Jones's views were getting more and more extreme. Yep. He was also getting into altercation <laughs> with other radio show hosts yeah. and their associates, who he regularly pissed off.
1: Uh-huh. He's like definitive alpha male. He, like, loves to just alpha male all over people.
0: And he likes to fight. hmm After he was fired from KJFK Radio, Jones went home and began broadcasting his own show over the internet. yeah. His popularity persisted, and his show wound up getting syndicated on about 100 stations. Mm -hmm. Then 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. And it was at this point that Jones began promoting the conspiracy theory that the Bush administration was behind the attack. Yep, Jones became the leading figure of the 9-11 truther cause. He did. Listenership continued to grow, and mm-hmm. by 2010, he was getting around 2 million listeners every week. Yep. People ate that shit oh, up. Oh,
1: people loved it. Especially right post-9-11, people were hungry. Even I
0: remember. I remember like people believing that somehow W... Yeah. did nine eleven?
1: well if you think about it, it it's a better coping mechanism it's easier to it's easier to accept than those people over there did it like that's hard
0: i guess but it's just so extreme
1: yeah it's stupid but i mean it's it's a coping mechanism i've always thought
0: by 2011 he had a larger online audience than glenn beck and rush limbaugh combined yeah Jones tended to attract a younger audience than other conservative hosts in large part because he voiced conspiracy theories out in the open mm-hmm. and because his show was web-based. Yeah. So he was like more techie.
1: Yeah, and he also, um, I don't know if you saw this in, in anywhere you researched, but he also did, uh, he did the, the Chick-fil-A thing of hiring young, attractive women to present so that young men would come into the show.
0: Yeah, he would later get accused of... um Sexual harassment.
1: Yeah. um, Back in the early days of InfoWars, he worked real hard to hire young, attractive women because he was trying to attract young men to the website.
0: And in addition to his talk show, Jones launched a website in 1999 called InfoWars. Yeah. It's a far-right, conspiracy-fueled, fake news website designed to resemble real news.
1: Yeah, it's also just a Hawk Supplements
0: yeah, we're going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's very popular. Oh, yeah. The website itself receives around 10 million monthly visits, mm-hmm. making its reach greater than some actual news websites yeah. like The Economist and Newsweek.
1: I have to think, though, that a certain amount of the people going to Infowars is people trying to find the craziness who are not actual consumers. just oh, like, like, like Breitbart. they're just
0: going to... To look for...
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like sometimes when I'm looking for material uh, for the show, I might go to InfoWars or go to Breitbart to see what those crazies are doing. So oh, some yeah. of it has to be content for lefty <laughs> podcasts like us.
0: Yeah, there's like five of us on there. Yeah. Out of just, the 10 million. Yeah,
1: that are just there <laughs> Just there for,
0: to, to get some words.
1: Yeah, some juicy content. Yeah. For our find lefty, some stuff to talk about. For our liberal communist website and our, <laughs> yeah. our red podcast.
0: Jones is the director and the publisher of InfoWars. Yeah. And the website is where his talk show is hosted. The site has regularly published fake stories which have been linked to harassment of victims. InfoWars content has advocated numerous conspiracy theories, particularly those deemed false flag operations by Mm -hmm. the U.S. government, like 9-11, the Sandy Hook school shooting, and even the moon landing. Yeah. In addition, Jones and InfoWars Promote new world order Conspiracy theories Specifically that a secretive Powerful group of elites With a globalist agenda Are conspiring to eventually Rule the world through an Authoritarian one world government Yep
1: This is about, yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. This conspiracy theory isn't new Mm -mm. And in fact prior to the 1990s Was predominantly found In two American countercultures The militantly anti-government right Uh and fundamentalist
1: christians
0: who were obsessed with end times
1: yes um and they wanted to bring them about yeah so they they didn't like the new world order because at the time the theory was that the christians thought if we got this globalist society it would interrupt the events of the bible and make the second coming take longer and there was all these theories that W part of the reason he wanted to go to war was to expediate the end of the world as it is in the Bible and not let the New World Order slow everything down.
0: Right. You gotta hurry it along. And that
1: I think is part of the original linkage between the like super conservative Christian people and the right.
0: Jones has also promoted the Chemtrails conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um, conspiracy theories involving Bill Gates, mm-hmm. supposed covert government weather control programs, yeah. and the unsupported claim that millions voted illegally in the 2016 U.S. presidential election.
1: Yeah, those are some of the conspiracy theories he... like spit out but i think a lot of those are more recent yeah um i actually this is where i would say i discovered alex jones um in about 2000 to 2002 somewhere in that area so I wasn't exaggerating when i said i ran into him 20 years ago on the internet mm-hmm. um i happened to be interested in conspiracy theories at the time i was in my early 20s and um i'd read a lot about um like the knights templar the knights templar were uh, a group who during the ancient during ancient times when um, the the Crusades were happening, uh, people would come from Europe down to um, mid, what we call the Middle East. Now they would go from Europe to the Middle East, and they would need to travel on roads that were quite dangerous. And so these this group got invented called the Knights Templar, and they would let you buy like tokens that you could carry with you that were basically worthless. And then when you got to Jerusalem, you could. Trade in your tokens to get your money back. And that was the first international bank.
0: Mm. Like the
1: first time anybody had thought of the idea of what we now would call a bank was these guys, these Knights Templars. And so the theory goes that, you know, conspiracies and bankers go hand in hand. The, The theory is that, like, bankers have always had a scheme running on us. And so if you go as far back as you can with banks, you end up with the Knights Templar. And they were a very mysterious organization. It's the Middle Ages. Things were weird. They had lots of ceremonies. (laughs) They did weird shit. And so all that weird shit makes them look conspiratorial. Mm -hmm. And so I got really interested in all that because they do very much on the outside look like a conspiracy type organization. And it's the origin of banking, which ties into the anti-Semitism of the whole thing. At the time, I wasn't aware of that. I was in my early 20s. I didn't realize this whole thing had an anti-Semitic slant, Mm. but I later come to realize it. But at the time, I didn't. I I thought, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Maybe the banks are controlling everything, and it does go back a thousand years to the Knights Templar, and maybe Alex Jones is on to something. And he started going to this place called the uh, Bohemian Grove. It was a. It's a place. It's like a resort where rich people, really, really rich people, go. It's
0: in California,
1: and they do really weird shit in the woods. Yes. Um. They have like this big owl that's carved out of wood. I've seen pictures of it. It's there.
0: It's stone. Oh, but it's stone. Covered in moss.
1: Yeah, and it's an owl, and it mm-hmm. like talks, and then it's they
0: supposedly like whatever. The Mm -hmm. icon. Uh Mm Uh-huh.
1: And these rich people wear robes and chant and they're in the woods with candles. It's very weird. And Alex Jones actually made a video where he snuck into the Bohemian Grove and got footage of them and audio recordings from inside of it. And that hit the internet like a shockwave. I mean, when that came out, that basically started conspiracy YouTube. Like, this conspiracy side of YouTube really began with Alex Jones and this huge expose of the Bohemian Grove. And what footage you got was weird. I don't know what the hell was going on there. It was weird. Yeah. And it was weird enough to get a lot of people's attention. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was shortly after that, he did one about what's called the Bilderberger Group, which is a very large group of very powerful, a lot of media figures, a lot of newspaper owners. Business. Business. Huge international business leaders. And they meet in secret, but... We can see where they're meeting, but you no one's allowed in the meeting. The press in isn't the allowed. The Netherlands. Isn't allowed in the meeting. And he showed up there and would harass them and try to get footage from inside the meeting because he thought that's where a lot of that stuff was going uh, down.
0: Yeah, the New World Order. Mm-hmm.
1: And what was really entertaining about that, though, is that both of those things are actually real things. They are. So in the case of the Bohemian Grove, he showed up somewhere and had something to film. Same thing in the case of the Bilderberger group. He had video of them meeting. It was real. And I think that's when when he really hooked a lot of people. I, I I started watching him then because he was producing results. It seemed like he was going to be an investigative journalist who was actually going to make something. Um, but then he took a turn. And as I got older, I realized, like, this dude's just a right-wing anti-Semite. He's just recycling old anti-Semitic tropes. And I realized he was full of shit. But a lot of people didn't. And I can understand how because he got his hooks in me In those early times, too, because he was actually making stuff.
0: You also happened to be the demographic that he was. Yeah,
1: I was 20 or less than 20. A
0: young white male Uh in the South.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. It was really good then, as far as like he was actually producing things that you'd never seen before. Yeah. It was amazing.
0: Well, one thing that those two events have in common, which is why he was able to kind of run with them, is the fact that they are both. Very secretive Mm -hmm. events.
1: And they're they're meetings with really, really, really high important people.
0: Basically, the bohemian one, that is a group of wealthy businessmen going into the woods, getting absolutely shit-faced drunk, Uh and singing to an owl statue.
1: Yeah, and pretending like they have some sort of secret...
0: And they light an effigy on fire. It's like a mixture of like a burn, like Burning Man,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> but
0: it's in the woods. Yeah, and it's secret, <laughs> and it's all secret. So,
1: which makes it very intriguing.
0: Yeah, if you don't know what that what's happening, you're gonna be like they're worshiping the devil uh-huh. and uh, they're sacrificing babies, exactly. <laughs> and then the Bilderberger again, also very secretive, because that's the point. Uh-huh. The goal of the Bilderberger meeting was to bring together leaders from around the world to. To basically talk in a way that, that was kept within the group. Yep. What happens in Build-A-Burger yes. stays in build And that makes
1: it incredibly interesting to anyone on the outside.
0: And that started in the 50s as a result of anti-American thoughts uh-huh. um, stemming from Western Europe. Yeah. Basically, the business folks were like, we can't have global capitalism if we've got people who hate America. Yeah. So they... Brought all these folks together from nations around the world to sit at these tables and talk shop, talk Uh shit, talk business. And dude rolls up and he's got footage of really important people going into this hotel, Mm -hmm. going in and coming out. And you don't really know what they're talking about because even they're not allowed to talk about what's talked about. So you end up with a whole list of what they could possibly be talking about.
1: Yes, and the rules are so strict that they are not allowed to talk about it. And a lot of them pretend like they weren't even there. Yeah. Even though he has footage. So like he has footage of them going into the meeting. But then when they ask about it, they're like, hey, I didn't go to that meeting or I wasn't there. And you're like, yeah, you were. I have footage of you walking in.
0: They have to like, whatever, solemnly swear blood oath, I Uh guess. Like they, they have to promise not to talk about it.
1: And I think... All that stuff was actually really engaging and got a lot of people really interested. and then he took from that he started going off the deep end into these like real crazy things that didn't have anything for him to film. Then he just started speculating on his website Infowars. And when I went on that website, I realized what was happening. It was like, oh man, this is bullshit. I liked this guy. And so that was my like that was my introduction to Alex Jones.
0: Yeah, and it makes sense to me how people could have gotten. Mm-hmm. Totally sucked in by that.
1: Yeah, I was just smart enough to realize like, oh, this is a lot of anti-Semitic tropes just sort of repackaged. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't realize that right away. But I did eventually realize it.
0: Well, Jones has regularly claimed without evidence <laughs> yeah. that mass shootings have been staged false flag operations. Yeah. And has accused survivors of such events of being crisis actors yes. employed by the U.S. government. Yep. He promoted the conspiracy theory that the massacre of 20 elementary students and six staff members at Sandy Hook was a completely fake and manufactured false flag. Yep. As a result, many of the victims' families had to go into hiding due to the onslaught of harassment they began receiving from Jones's fan base. Mm-hmm. Like his folks that watched his show mm-hmm. would call them. Uh, write letters to them, show up at their houses. He's
1: telling people that these people fake this to take your guns away. Yes. That's he was what he's using telling using it me.
0: as a, see, they want gun control. They uh, want to take away your guns.
1: And they're going to set up these, according to him, fake events that are tragic in order to have excuses to take away your guns, mm-hmm. which I would argue there was about a billion of those and they never took away our guns. So it's clear he was full of shit.
0: Yeah. Well, in March of 2018, six families of the victims of Sandy Hook shooting filed a defamation lawsuit mm-hmm. against Jones for his role in spreading conspiracy theories about the shooting. Mm-hmm. And last week, A judge in Connecticut ruled that Jones is liable and must pay them damages.
1: Yeah, good.
0: Lawyers for Jones argue that his commentary is protected by free speech and say that they plan to appeal.
1: I think he also argued that he was under a psychosis from being lied to so much. Uh, that that is why he said the things he did on there
0: oh yeah I think that was part of their defense yeah his defense, def- yeah. defense
1: kind of tried to argue like the mm-hmm. government lied so much it sent him into he's a psychosis he's out of his mind <laughs> and so he didn't he couldn't tell truth from reality and so he that's why he did that which is not a good argument
0: I agree <laughs> so he anyway so the judge ordered dude has to pay and uh-huh. this begs the question of okay well if Jones has to pay where will the money come from yeah Unlike most talk radio shows. InfoWars itself does not directly generate income.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: It doesn't receive syndication fees or on-air advertising revenue from brand name businesses. He's
1: also not really on YouTube. He has his own, it's its own entity.
0: Instead, virtually all money is made by selling Jones's dietary supplements Mm -hmm. to viewers and listeners through the website's online store.
1: I think some of them are dick pills too, not just supplements.
0: (laughs) well, they're marketed as supplements because they're not regulated by the FDA. Yeah,
1: but some of them are dick pills. Uh
0: yes, they yeah, are. Yeah. They are dick pills.
1: <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Part of what he's hawking is dick pills. Yes. Well, because we all we have a standard. We know you know how skeptical to be when you see ads for dick pills. That's what I that's why I figure I'd bring that up.
0: In 2017, the supplements being sold on InfoWars were primarily sourced from a quack chiropractor named (laughs) Edward Group III. Uh Uh-huh. A significant portion of the products being sold contained colloidal silver. Uh Uh-huh. Which, as of late, Jones has been promoting as a cure for COVID. Oh. By the way, listen to our episode called... Am I in a cult Mm -hmm. (laughs) to hear what excessive intake of colloidal silver will do to you? Yeah. It ain't pretty.
1: No, it's not.
0: In 2014, Jones claimed that InfoWars was making around $20 million in annual revenue. Mm-hmm. The New York Times attributed most of the revenue to sales of supplements, including one called Super Male Vitality.
1: <laughs> See, I told you.
0: And another one called Brain Force Plus.
1: Brain Force Plus. Yeah, he talked about that one a lot. It's supposed to make your brain better.
0: Make make my brain more good. Yeah, he'd
1: say, like, you exercise your body, and you need to also exercise your brain. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And he'd do it all sweaty. All sweaty. And sometimes shirtless.
1: And, yeah, and he would get very mad. And he likes to talk about being a man. He's like, I'm a man, damn it. I'm a man. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. In
0: 2017, BuzzFeed purchased a slew of the products being sold on Infowars <laughs> and sent them to an independent laboratory for uh-huh. analysis. The good news is that the lab didn't find anything not listed as an ingredient on the bottle.
1: Yeah, I don't think they, they were that So they stupid. weren't
0: like slipping in Viagra yeah. or anything. I don't think,
1: he's dumb, but I don't think he's that dumb because yeah. that's like fraud. And So
0: they really did contain what they said they yeah. did.
1: He was at least smart enough to know that.
0: Yeah. The bad news is that most products were nothing more than low-dose multivitamins. Yeah,
1: it's just vitamins.
0: The Super Male Vitality contained an ingredient that does cause horniness in rats. <laughs> But, even if you drank the whole bottle because it's liquid, you wouldn't be consuming an equivalent dose like what was given to the lab rats.
1: yeah, well, it's it, just a it's just a scam. but it
0: wouldn't be enough.
1: He's smart enough to only put things in there that won't hurt you, which I think. Right, it's pretty smart. Yes, on his part.
0: Most of the supplements were also way overpriced, Mm -hmm. like three to five times more than what you would pay at a pharmacy for
1: just a vitamin
0: for the same thing. Yeah, but that didn't stop people from buying them anyway. In 2014, Jones was ordered to provide the courts with a list of his current assets, things that he owned or would soon own. At that time, he and his then wife were building a private swimming pool complex featuring a waterfall and dining cabana Mm -hmm. with a stone fireplace.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, he got loaded off of that. Oh yeah. Money.
0: The documents also listed his possessions, which included four Rolex watches, a $40,000 saltwater aquarium. Nice. A $70,000 grand piano, $50,000 in weapons... And seventy thousand dollars in jewelry.
1: Wow! And that
0: was just what he had on hand. I
1: wonder who plays the piano. I don't think he does. Could you imagine him? No. Playing <laughs> the piano? Oh, holy night! The stars are brightly shining. <laughs> And no. he's, like,
0: squirting that Vitality stuff in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, globalists, ah! <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, so basically selling the snake oil in between shouting conspiracy theories uh-huh. proved to be very lucrative for it Alex is. Jones.
1: It is. It's lucrative.
0: At least for a while.
1: Yeah. The, sh- the other shoe does eventually drop <laughs> yeah. on old Alex. In
0: 2018, Alex Jones's world came crashing down. hmm it began with a 30-day suspension from Facebook.
1: Yeah, Mark, even Mark couldn't take it.
0: And this happened after he published content on Facebook encouraging physical harm towards Robert Mueller, the former director of the <laughs> FBI, who was investigating allegations uh-huh. of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election.
1: Well, if you listen to our last episode, that was called "Metaverse Monstrosities," you'll learn that Mark Zuckerberg is a mutant robot man who does nothing but lie, and even he couldn't <laughs> tolerate Alex Jones. So the that lizard shows you,
0: himself. Yeah,
1: that's that's shows it's you like,
0: this guy's too much fl- he had to have much.
1: been real bad <laughs>
0: following the facebook suspension youtube took down his channels apple removed all podcasts associated with jones from itunes and also removed the InfoWars app from the apple app store yeah jones's accounts have also been removed from pinterest MailChimp and LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, everywhere.
0: Shortly after he was removed from Instagram and Twitter, even Wikipedia blacklisted him by removing InfoWars as a linked source for content. Yep. Then PayPal broke up with him Mm -hmm. and ceased processing payments for his online store. Yep. No more social media presence. No more attention, no
1: more money. It's only Infowars.com, that's all he has.
0: Mm -hmm. During his time as a conspiracy theory guru, Jones became a huge proponent for all things Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. In fact, during the 2016 campaign for presidency, Jones launched an attack against Hillary's husband, Bill, calling him a rapist. Mm -hmm. He designed and sold t-shirts stating Bill was a rapist and then attempted to get on mainstream television while wearing the shirt.
1: The irony because the other guy bragged about grabbing pussies, but I guess that That doesn't matter. Just gets left out there.
0: So he did. He gay crashed the set of the Young Turks at the Republican Mm. National Convention. He did.
1: I remember that. While
0: wearing his t-shirt, which led to a shouting match and a fist fight Mm -hmm. with the host.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I also remember him trying to pick a fight with Marco Rubio one time on live television. Oh, yeah. He
0: did do that, too. Mm -hmm. He just likes to fight. Yeah, he does. Jones- regularly and consistently endorsed and supported Trump's MAGA movement. <laughs> <laughs> I not know the word MAGA movement. I like that.
1: Yeah. It's like a bowel movement.
0: From the get-go, it really is a bowel movement. It's a bowel <laughs> movement of America. Yeah. <laughs> across America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he supported him from the get-go and oh, then yeah. throughout the Trump presidency. Naturally, he backed the president during his 2020 re-election campaign. Oh, yeah. And when Trump lost, he called on demonstrations to be held on the premise that the election had been rigged.
1: It's funny because even Trump distanced himself from him. In 2015, Trump was on Alex Jones' show. Trump was on InfoWars in 2015. And Alex Jones' reputation got drugged through the mud so hard that Trump won't have anything to do with him. But Alex can still go out there and root for Trump all he wants to.
0: Well, once Trump was in office, I think their relationship was a little bit touch and go. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, Alex always had his back with the exception of a couple of things. And I think Trump even gave him a few nods here and there because Alex was out campaigning for him.
1: Yeah, but he he wouldn't go on his show ever again. It was after 2015 was the last time Trump was on.
0: Why would he have to? He had Fox News at that point.
1: Yeah, he still does.
0: Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Earlier this week... As we mentioned, Jones was subpoenaed by Congress as part of their investigation into the January 6th attack (laughs) at the Capitol. Jones partially funded and helped to raise other funds to finance the January 6th Trump rally in Washington that preceded the attack.
1: Uh Uh-huh. So he's in with the money on the January 6th attack. Yeah,
0: because we were like, how is he involved in all of this?
1: Yeah, I was kind of wondering.
0: Well, that's how. He, He helped get the money to make it happen. I gotcha. He attended the rally at the Capitol on both January 5th and 6th. Mm-hmm. On the 5th, he was a guest speaker at the March to Save America gathering.
1: <laughs> I love the names they you
0: Yeah, they love it. Patriotism. It's great. Where he said, and this is a quote from Alex Jones at uh, the March to Save America, oh. where he said, we have only begun to resist the globalists. They have tried to steal this election in front of everyone. and quote. I don't know how this is all going to end, but if they want to fight, they better believe they've got one.
1: Yeah. That's that's part of getting everybody riled up, ready to fight. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. The next day, on January sixth, Jones showed up with a bullhorn and told the crowd that he had seen over a hundred members of Antifa mingling in the crowd <laughs> undercover. Wow! <laughs>
1: Cause he tell because they have badges or something? I mean,
0: he just knows. He just knows oh, who's Antifa. <laughs> you know, it's so bad I, just to get him riled up. And we talked pissed. about
1: this when it happened. I saw the footage of January sixth. They were all fat. And redneck.
0: Old, fat, white men.
1: Yeah, those aren't Antifa. Not a
0: single one of them
1: was Antifa. No, none of them had skinny jeans. (laughs) None of them had multicolored hair. None of them looked anemic from being vegan. (laughs) So, yeah, it wasn't Antifa.
0: That same day, a video was posted to InfoWars of Jones saying, quote, We declare 1776 against the new world order. We need to understand we're under attack. And we need to understand this is twenty first century warfare and get on a war footing.
1: Kettle, I like that we're declaring 17 cents. We're declaring a year.
0: He declared a year, but then also <laughs> said it was the twenty first century version of warfare.
1: Yeah, so it doesn't make any sense at no all. That sentence person. doesn't follow, but none of most of his stuff doesn't either.
0: So he's due in court or due in front of Congress in December. Um, He has to provide documents by the 6th, and I think he's supposed to give his testimony by the 18th.
1: Well, you left out the part where his wife divorced him and he lost his wife and kids.
0: Oh, yeah. And that happened, too. So when he lost all his social media presence Mm -hmm. and lost his money, he also lost his wife.
1: Yep. She left (laughs) him. And she
0: left him and took the kids. Mm -hmm.
1: And he's not allowed to see them.
0: Um, she, yeah, they had to, she it was to a messy him.
1: divorce. It was,
0: it was gruesome. It was very public. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, she basically had to fight him for custody. And part of the claim was that he's a crazy. Person. That he's a crazy
1: person. Like they literally argued in court, like he's a crazy yeah, person.
0: Yeah. She- talked about how unstable he is uh-huh. and that she didn't want her kids exposed to that it's
1: really funny I've seen clips of him recently crying about it and talking about I've given
0: everything to this movement
1: I've given everything but I'm a man I'm strong but they took my wife and they took my kids but I'm gonna be strong <laughs> That was the tone of the video. I mean,
0: that's probably that super male vitality. Yeah, no, you, he's, he's all over
1: the place up and down he's with a like aggression. Person. He's a straight yeah. up crazy person. He really is. And people have been humoring him for a long time.
0: Far too long. And honestly, I think the, I'm glad that he was booted from all of the social media. Yeah, no, it needed to because happen. Because that tolerance was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um Especially in terms of, I mean, in addition to all the crazy Trump stuff, the Sandy Hook
1: thing. Yeah, no, he's hurting innocent people. That's the problem.
0: That's too far. It's one thing to
1: make random wild speculations, and it's another thing to like literally hurt people in their lives and ruin their lives. Like, I think most of us could agree with that completely. Mm -hmm. Well, besides all of that crazy stuff that he's done and his whole crazy uh, way of presenting, he did have something that was really, really important, and that, and that is that he had uh, the allure of the underdog. He always did, and I think even today, that's part of what attracts people to him, is because the world is against him, because of his craziness, it's, it's easy to want to root for the guy who it seems like the deck is stacked against, and he's been using that to his advantage for a long time. It's part of the draw of Alex Jones fans, is they feel put upon. People who are... People who are into this movement, they like to feel like the world is against them, that they're put upon. Again, because that's easier than the actual truth, and it's that they're losers.
0: He regularly portrays himself as a victim. Right. When he speaks to the public, he talks about how the government or XYZ mm -hmm. is putting upon him right and now he's suffering as a result
1: right and so i would like to go a little just for a second into the psychology of that because earlier i mentioned that the 9-11 truther thing was the same thing it's a coping mechanism when the truth is hard sometimes believing a lie is easier and alex jones has always used that and that's part of the victim card he always plays and you'll notice if you meet people who are big fans of alex jones They do the same thing to be put upon to have some conspiracy working against you is easier than the fact that you are indeed a loser, a failure, not good at whatever it is you do. That's hard. It's easy to say a bunch of Jews are keeping you down. Um, And so that's how he was able to get a lot of people. And I think there's a thing in America where we want to be special and we want to be victims so that we can get the respect and attention we deserve. And he hooked right into that. And.
0: You especially c- among young white men
1: Exactly, especially among young white men And as stupid as he is, he knows that Even if it's instinct, he knows that And he did figure that out And I don't want to take I don't want to be on his side or anything But I want to say that like He's pretty good at manipulation Like Trump, I don't think he's smart I think it's instinct But I think he's pretty good at it And um, that's how he was able to get to where he's at his, I believe it's his instinct for manipulation Not his intelligence
0: I would have to say I agree. I mean, he was on the radio 3 years out of high school.
1: Yeah, so it's not it's not what I would call normal intelligence. It's a, it's a manipulation skill. It's like a narcissist. Um, you can be really good at manipulation without being smart or right. <laughs> yeah. And I think he fits into that category like perfectly.
0: And he clearly had an appeal to to people's emotions. Mm-hmm. Because, so he gets on the radio right out of high school, basically, and then he wins, Mm -hmm. you know, best radio show host just a couple years later. I mean, he wasn't even 30 at that, he was in his 20s.
1: (laughs) That's why I was saying, like, after all that, it might be easy to be like, well, he's just a crazy person, how did he ever get anywhere? And the explanation is because he did realize some things about American culture, especially with young white men, that were very powerful things. And I I don't want to give him credit for being smart, but I will give him credit for being manipulative.
0: Manipulative and, like I said, just knowing how to appeal to emotions. That's very much something you would see in, like, Mm -hmm. a charismatic cult leader. Yeah, because
1: there's a million crazy meth heads running around talking about conspiracies. And they don't have... 20 million dollars worth of sales on their website and no
0: one's listening to them and no
1: one's listening to but them this so he guy clearly, does it
0: and he gets millions he knows
1: something and um that makes him scary i think uh he's not he's not someone to just write off as not a threat he is a threat he's a scary bad person and i don't want any of this episode to be taken as that like he needs to be taken lightly or that it's funny it is funny because he's so crazy but it's also very scary, and he is a very real threat.
0: Right, and I'm glad that he's being subpoenaed or uh-huh. being called to testify before Congress.
1: Mm-hmm. If he was just crazy, I wouldn't care that much. Yeah. But it's that he's really good at what, it, what he does that makes him threatening. It's a lot like Rush Limbaugh.
0: Yeah, it's pretty scary.
1: Yeah, so I just wanted to you do that as kind of a disclaimer of like why he is the way he is mm-hmm. and why people want to believe him. Because I think it's something psychological, especially in young white men,
0: mm-hmm. that he
1: taps into, that he just knows how to tap into. And Trump knows how to tap into the same thing.
0: It's correct.
1: And I doubt either one of them could articulate why it works, but they, they know that it does. <laughs> yes. Um, so if you want to hear other awesome things that are hard to articulate but definitely work out, you should listen to our episodes on our website
0: carolinasnowflakes.com
1: Or if you want to meet up with other people who think Alex Jones is hilarious, you can find them on our Facebook.
0: Facebook Facebook.com forward slash carolinasnowflakes
1: And if you're a fan or if you're Alex Jones himself and you're out there listening and you want to contact me to tell me some things about gay frogs or globalists or whatever, you can send that to our email.
0: carolinasnowflakes at gmail.com
1: gmail.com